you're listening to Focus on the Bible. Once I was in a foreign country to preach the gospel, and I traveled all over that country and saw many sights and heard many sounds. I had a wonderful time preaching the gospel, but one day I went by a church. I was never asked to preach in that one, but I was told about it. They had numbers on each row of seating in that church. And you also were given a number as you went to that church. And over time, the more money you gave the church, the higher your number that was assigned. So what happened was the more money you gave to that church, you would go closer and closer to the front of that church. And there was actually a line of demarcation that if your number was high enough, you would be within a certain number of rows from the front and they would declare to you, those priests, that you had earned your way into heaven by the gifts you had given to that church. That's horrible. Don't you agree? And yet, as horrible as that is, the idea that we could slowly pay our way into heaven... That's not very far from what a lot of people tell me that they believe, even here in America. A lot of people tell me when I ask them, what are you trusting in to get you into heaven at the end of it all? So many of them tell me that they're trusting in their church membership or their church attendance. Often people tell me, well, I know I'm going to heaven because I was healed of some certain disease or like cancer. Some people tell me that they have been water baptized or they trust in religious credits or experiences like speaking in tongues. Some people brag about how they sin a lot less than they used to. But friend, the truth is this. In order to go to heaven, to be with God forever, we need to be righteous, not have religious credits. Let's talk about this. As we focus on the Bible today, it's clear from the Scripture that none of us are ever going to be able to earn our way to heaven by giving things to God or by living in a certain way. If that were true, then our gifts and our living would have to be absolutely perfect since God is perfect and His heaven is perfect. What I'm telling you, friend, today is that Going to heaven doesn't require us to be good or to give good gifts to God. It requires us to be righteous or perfect, and none of us are. We need good news from the Bible or else these ideas will just destroy us and leave us with no hope at all if we're honest with ourselves. We are simply not good enough for God. And heaven requires from us a righteousness that is perfect and we cannot attain it. And therefore, thank God, Jesus came for us. The key thing is that we place our faith into Jesus Christ and we receive his righteousness and not our own by faith. Let's focus on the Bible today. I'm going to turn to Romans chapter 3. And I want to teach you a word today that you may not know. It's the word justified. The word justified means declared righteous. Justified means declared righteous. I want you to try to memorize that very short definition because that's the word of the day. 
And as we focus on the Bible, we'll come back to that word over and over today. Justified means declared righteous. Now, here we go. And here's what the Bible says from the Apostle Paul in Romans 3, verse 19. Now, we know that what things soever the law saith, it said to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. So many people in their quest to become righteous enough to get into heaven go with law. They look to the law. They look at their own success rate in being able to obey the law. But look at this, friend. The law is never going to declare us righteous. The law can only curse us. The law can only condemn us. The law shows us how wrong we are and never ever how right we are. Those who think that one day they will stand before God and plead with Him about how they obeyed the law will be sorely disappointed when the law gives its testimony. And the law will condemn that person as a lawbreaker. In fact, do you know this? Paul's very clear here in Romans 3.19. Those people will never be able to speak before God. It says here that every mouth may be stopped. And all the world become guilty before God. No one will be able to waste their words on a hopeless case before God. The law already knows. The law already has given its testimony. We are lawbreakers before holy God. The word here that says we would become guilty before God if we tried to plead the law is a Greek word, hupotikos. It means already under sentence. And all of us, by the law, are already under sentence of guilt and death before God. So it's not very encouraging for anyone who's trying to build up religious credits by doing religious deeds or giving religious gifts to God, is it? Verse 20 says this, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So there's our word justified right in the middle of verse 20. And he says that by the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. Now, here's where I give you your quiz. Do you remember the definition? The word of the day? Justified? What is it? Declared righteous. And what did the Bible say about the law and being declared righteous? that no flesh will be justified by the law. So we can forget our efforts under law as a means to get God to justify us. We'll never go into heaven by the deeds of the law. Verse 21, he says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. And so there's a way then to have this righteousness of God according to verse 21. So we're not hopeless. Our righteous deeds won't work for us. Our attempts to try to buy God off or pay for our sins with money won't work. But thank God, he says that the righteousness of God is manifested or made known. There is a righteousness that we can have. I want you to notice this, friend. In verse 21, this righteousness is not our righteousness. It belongs to God. He would give it to us, but it's not our righteousness. It's the righteousness of God. 
And so how would we go about then obtaining this righteousness of God that would get us into heaven if only it could become ours? Well, he says in verse 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We can be justified by God. We can be declared righteous by God. But it won't be by good works, righteous living, obeying the Ten Commandments, giving things to God, or religious experiences that we have. No, no. Verse 24 says, being justified freely by His grace. Friend, that means that you and I can have something that we don't deserve from God. What is it? His declaration that we are righteous in His eyes. And it says here that that righteous declaration of God comes to us by grace and that it is freely given. Now, the Bible is not pulling any punches here. There's no trick language here. We can be justified freely, and it really means freely. There are no hidden strings here. There's no small print here. This word freely is a Greek word, dorion. It means for nothing, for naught, or in vain. That means for no righteous credit in ourselves, God would declare us righteous freely, and He would do it by giving us grace or something that we don't deserve. You see, God's grace cannot be earned by us. God's grace is not a payment for us. God is not in debt, and He never will be to any of us. God will never owe us heaven as some payment for some gift that we've given to Him or some obedience or some religious experience that we've had. No, but God would give His grace because of the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. What I'm telling you today, friend, is that Jesus Christ knew that we had fallen short of God's righteousness. And Jesus loved us with an unstoppable love. We deserved his condemnation, but he gave us his love. We deserved to pay a death penalty for our sin. And Jesus paid a death penalty for our sin so we wouldn't have to. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he was doing it because he loved us and he knew there was no way that we could ever get to him in heaven if that meant that we would have to have our own righteousness by our own good works, religious giving, or our deeds. And so since we could only fail in this effort and be declared guilty and condemned by the law, Jesus Christ came to our rescue. It says here that through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, we can go into God's grace. And in God's grace, His favor... God will declare that in His eyes, we are righteous. This is the best news in the whole world. But there is so much religious speak that so many people have never had a clear glimpse of what God's grace really means. Well, His grace means that we get something we don't deserve. It means that we get something that 
Not only we didn't earn, but we had no capacity to ever earn it. But he would give it to us as the free gift of God. Romans 6 and verse 23 says it like this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Isn't that good news for you today? Verse 25 in Romans chapter 3 says this, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. And so those who put their faith into Jesus Christ come into His favor, and God calls it grace. Those who believe in Jesus Christ and are given the grace of God are also given a justification by God. Remember the word, the word of the day. It means declared righteous. So friend, the good news for you today is that if you have believed in Jesus Christ as the one who came to rescue you, how did he do that? He went to the cross. He paid a horrible penalty for your sin and mine. Six hours dying on a rugged old bloody cross to pay our sin to commend to us the love of God that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And three days later, he rose from the dead to prove to you the very fact that he could justify you freely by his grace because your sin was all paid. Now, God can save whom he pleases. God could have said that he would be pleased to save rich people. He could have said poor people. He could have said short people or tall people or smart people or good athletes. But the one that God said he would save is the one who would believe in his son, Jesus Christ. So if you're a believer, you know that God's given you his grace. He's made a righteous declaration over you that in his eyes, you are free from sin. And God has given everlasting life to every believer now, friend, if you've never believed in him, here's your only hope of heaven. He loves you. He paid for you. The offer still stands. It's on the table this moment that if you would believe in Christ, his father would give you eternal life and a righteous declaration. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. You can write to us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498 Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, freddycoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. We'll see you again for next week's episode of Focus on the Bible.